Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Good morning. Wild ride. Wall Street plunges amid growing recession fears. The Dow sinking to its lowest level in more than a year, despite those drastic new measures taken by the Fed. President Biden under fire and on defense. Why he says his policies are not to blame as Americans grow more desperate for answers and solutions. Breaking overnight, a church gathering in Alabama rocked by gun violence. At least two people killed, another hurt. This morning, what we're learning about the victims, the suspect now in custody, and a potential motive. Pressure campaign, the January 6th committee lays out stunning new evidence that Donald Trump demanded his own vice president join the illegal push to overturn the election. It was a different tone than I'd heard him take. Um, with the vice president before. And revealing the angry mob came within just 40 feet of Mike Pence as he was rushed to a secure location underneath the Capitol. We're live with what's next in those hearings. Summer rush, a look inside of what airlines are doing to get back on track after a rough start to vacation season. Plus, the new alarms being sounded about potential blackouts in the weeks ahead as that brutal heat wave drags on. We'll have everything you need to know and Al's holiday weekend forecast. Today, Friday, June 17th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Today. So happy you're joining us. It's a Friday morning. Craig is in for Savannah. I like. <laughs> I like the threads. Thank you. My son picked it out several years ago. I only wear it on Father's Day. Well, it's the perfect day to wear it. Meantime, the heat wave that's gripped a lot of the West is spreading farther east. Widespread heat advisories now in place across the central and southern states. And Al's got it all covered for us, including his forecast, because this is, in fact, a holiday weekend. But we are going to start with more worries on Wall Street with major losses yesterday. The S&P now poised to have its worst week since March of 2020. The very start of the pandemic. Indeed, meantime, the Fed's biggest interest rate hike in nearly 30 years is hitting home buyers. Mortgage rates at nearly 5.8%, the highest level since 2008. NBC's Ann Thompson is right there on Wall Street with the very latest. Hey, Ann, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. This final day in a volatile week on Wall Street finally is starting on a positive note, but just barely. All the ups and downs of this week have really rattled confidence both on Wall Street and Main Street. That's something President Biden acknowledged this morning. This morning, President Joe Biden says a recession is not inevitable. In a new interview, Biden acknowledging the pain Americans have felt from the economy and other crises, telling the Associated Press people are really, really down and that the need for mental health in this country has skyrocketed. 
But Biden's saying there's zero evidence that his own policies, including early COVID relief packages, added to inflation. Biden instead saying the U.S. will overcome inflation. But fears remain. It has been a brutal week on Wall Street. The Dow losing some 740 points Thursday. The Nasdaq and the S&P dropping further into bear territory after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates three quarters of a point to try and stem inflation. And there's a concern that the Fed is going to step too far and slow the economy too much to the point of recession. This morning, there are signs the economy is slowing. Housing starts fell 14.4% in May, the lowest level in more than a year. And we spent a little less at restaurants, stores, and online. Retail spending down for the first time this year, off three-tenths of a percent last month. Kroger, the nation's largest grocery store chain, says its shoppers are aggressively buying store over name brands. We're seeing customers uh, in a pretty significant way be more aggressive engaging in promotions, uh, using our brands, and uh, really managing how to uh, balance their own budget. And why not? The cost of groceries alone up nearly 12 percent. For the first time, Brandy Wallert is in line at a Fort Worth, Texas food bank. Everything's gone up. And in corporate America, Revlon filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy, the first big consumer company to do so since 2020. The cosmetics giant saying supply chain issues and inflation are to blame. And if you're in the market for a new home, mortgage rates jumped more than half a percent this week, the biggest one-week increase in more than 30 years. Hoda, back to you. All right, Ann Thompson for us there on Wall Street. And meanwhile, we are learning more about a mass shooting in Alabama last night, a gunman opening fire on a group meeting inside a church near Birmingham. Two people are dead. A third person is hurt. The suspect was taken into custody. NBC's Sam Brock has made it to the scene for us. Sam, good morning. Craig, good morning. The Vestavia Hills Police Department says on its website that this community is consistently rated as one of the safest in Alabama, a wonderful place to work and to raise your family. It is another reminder, Craig, that no community in America is impervious to this kind of gun violence. That right now is a town just tries to heal after horror at a house of worship. A small group meeting that might have been a monthly potluck dinner at this Episcopal church turned from fun to fatal in a matter of seconds. Thursday evening, gunfire tearing through St. Stephen's, leaving two dead, one injured, in this quiet community shaken. We are getting reports of a possible active shooter. Police say the gunman entered the church and started firing. So far, authorities have not revealed a motive for the attack, but say first responders were able to end it quickly. The suspect is in custody. I would like to reiterate that there is no threat to the community at this time. Officials have not publicly identified the shooter or said what kind of weapon was used. Considered probably one of the safest neighborhoods in the, in the area. Quite alarming that um, something like this would happen. Overnight, Alabama's governor reacting to the incident, calling it a shocking and tragic loss of life. The violent attack coming on the heels of ongoing negotiations on Capitol Hill. As a bipartisan group of senators tries to hammer out the most significant gun legislation in a generation following horrific mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. The final hurdle, closing the so-called boyfriend loophole that still allows dating partners convicted of domestic abuse to own guns. 
Back in Alabama, parishioners relying on their faith to get through. This is something we're going to need a lot of love um, and take care of each other. One person remains in the hospital this morning. Their condition is unclear. Now, we are expecting an update from police in a matter of hours who may be able to clarify who committed this deadly act and why. Craig, back to you. Sam Brockforce there in Alabama. Sam, thank you. Now to stunning new details on the January 6th insurrection coming out of the third public hearing on Capitol Hill. The panel revealing evidence showing the intense pressure then Vice President Mike Pence faced from Donald Trump to overturn the election and just how close rioters came to him during the siege. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake has more. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. This hearing really was the centerpiece of the case the committee is trying to make of a wide-ranging conspiracy to overturn the election. We heard witness after witness testify to this intense public and private pressure campaign that really was the only thing that stood between Donald Trump and a criminal constitutional crisis was his own vice president, Mike Pence. In its most explosive hearing yet, the January 6th committee zeroed in on former President Trump's extraordinary pressure campaign against his own vice president to overturn the 2020 election. What the president wanted the vice president to do was not just wrong. It was illegal and unconstitutional. In newly revealed testimony, close aides and advisors detailing a private phone call between the president and vice president the morning of the 6th. The conversation was was pretty heated. I remember hearing the word wimp. Either he called him a wimp. I don't remember if he said you are a wimp. It was a different tone than I'd heard him take um, with the vice president before. Do you remember what she said? Her father called him the P word. But Vice President Pence, relying on advice from his legal team and on his faith, stayed firm, even after coming within feet of the rioters. Approximately 40 feet. That's all there was. 40 feet between the vice president and the mob. The committee says members of the Proud Boys were targeting Pence. Confidential informant from the Proud Boys told the FBI that the Proud Boys would have killed Mike Pence if given a chance. Pence evacuated to a safe location deep beneath the Capitol. These never before seen pictures show the vice president working through the attack and refusing to leave the Capitol and looking at a video President Trump released that day saying he knew protesters pain, but telling them to go home. The committee says the pressure campaign against Pence originated with conservative lawyer John Eastman, who, according to a Pence aide, knew he was asking Pence to violate the law and after January 6th, asked Rudy Giuliani for a presidential pardon. Dr. Eastman's email stated, Quote, I've decided that I should be on the pardon list if that is still in the works. I said, good, John. Now I'm going to give you the best free legal advice you're ever getting in your life. Get a great effing criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. Former President Trump responding to this hearing in real time on his social media platform, calling it a highly partisan witch hunt. Mr. Trump, who has sought to block many of his top aides from testifying, says he wants equal time so that he can discuss what he calls massive voter fraud. The next hearing, guys, coming up next Tuesday. Hoda. All right, Garrett Higforce there at the Capitol. Garrett, thank you. Also this morning, a third American is now feared missing in Ukraine. That news coming amid growing fears that two others who travel there to help the fight against Russia have been captured. NBC's Molly Hunter is on the ground for us once again in Ukraine with the very latest. Molly, good morning to you. 
Craig, good morning to you. That's right. Reports, unconfirmed reports, I should say, of a third American missing in action. Reportedly, another U.S. veteran who came over here to take up arms alongside the Ukrainians. The State Department says this morning they can't confirm their whereabouts. This morning, there may now be three Americans missing in Ukraine as families wait desperately for answers. The families of 39-year-old Alabama native Alex Drukey, a former U.S. Army staff sergeant, and 27-year-old Andy Wynn, a former Marine, say both men went missing last Thursday. The State Department not confirming their names, only saying they now have unconfirmed reports of three Americans who came to fight now missing in action. Citing his wife, the Washington Post reports the third American is former Marine Corps officer Grady Kirpassi. Wynn's fiance, Joy Black, says she felt there was something wrong last weekend. At what point did something feel off to you? I kind of got this little inkling in my head on Friday, but I was like, it's only been today. Black says a friend of Wynn's in Ukraine called her on Monday. He told me how during an operation they got separated and that Andy and Alex did not make their rendezvous point. What did you do then? My mom has this big pillow on her bed and I, um, I just kind of like fell on it and cried into it a lot. While some Americans fighting near the city of Kharkiv are part of the Foreign Legion, others, like Florida native 22-year-old Zach Harrison, who moved to Kiev a few years ago, says he joined the Ukrainian military directly. There's a force of evil attacking my home, to put it plainly. I don't know what their actual status was. I'm sure that the you know the Russians are going to call them mercenaries. So I'm I'm certainly worried for them. I'm not so worried about being captured because I have a uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, tattoo, a tries of tattoo on my chest. A tattoo he got done before enlisting, knowing what it meant. From what I've heard, uh, anybody who's captured that has a Ukrainian, uh, what they would call a nationalist tattoo, they just execute them on the spot. And for now, Black believes her fiance is still alive. We're all looking for you. We really miss you and love you. And I know you're doing your best to stay safe and come home to us. Now, the State Department says they have not yet reached out to Russia about these reports. They say at this time there is no indication, no suggestion yet that Russia is holding these Americans. Craig, I'll send it back to you. All right, Molly Hunter Force there in Ukraine. Molly, thank you. All right, let's go get a check of the weather. There's been some rough storms. Yeah, now. and also heat. We are talking dangerous heat for an extended period of time. Right now, 40 million people from Montana all the way down to Florida and the southeast under heat advisories, watches, or warnings. And with this warmth expands again. Jet stream up to the north, so it's going to feel like 94 in Denver, 103 in Wichita. Atlanta, you're going to feel like 102. Rock 105. Then tomorrow, jet stream dips down to the north, to the south in the northeast. So New York City tomorrow, only 68 degrees, 66 in Buffalo, yet Omaha, 96, 97 in Rapid City. Dallas, you're going to see a high of 97 degrees. And as we go into early next week, look at these temperatures. Dangerous heat. It's triple digits, Dallas. Triple digits in Houston. Memphis, by Tuesday, you're in triple digits as well. Atlanta into the upper 90s. And look into next week. We're talking about warmer than average temperatures for a wide swath from the plains all the way down to the Gulf. And the week after that, that heat hangs in there. Warmer than average from Houston to Omaha, St. Louis and Nashville, but warmer than average for really much of the country. And that is your latest weather. Feeling like New Orleans out there. A little warm. <laughs> all right. Coming up, though, in a little bit, we're taking a close look at two summer concerns. The impact of big crowds at the airports 
and staff shortages for the airlines all coming together to impact your vacation plans. We've got Tom Costello on that story with everything you need to know. Also, the nation's power grid already feeling the heat this summer. Record-breaking temperatures straining the system amid concerns that some cities could be hit with blackouts. We're going to have that story for you as well and what you can do to cope. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A beloved Father's Day tradition around here. Craig, Al Carson bonding during their day at Coney Island. Check it out. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back, 7.30. It's a Friday morning, June 17, 2022. All right, guys, let's first get a check of your 7.30 headlines. We're going to start with breaking news. The British government has approved the extradition of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to the United States to face spying charges. The UK Home Office says that the extradition order was signed following consideration by its courts. It is a significant step in Assange's year-long battle to avoid facing trial in the United States. He does have 14 days to appeal. Five former fraternity members were sentenced yesterday for their roles in the hazing death of a Bowling Green State University student. Authorities say Stone Foltz died of alcohol poisoning after a 2021 fraternity event in which he was pressured to finish an entire bottle of alcohol. That night he was taken to his apartment and left unconscious. Three of the defendants received jail sentences up to 28 days. Two others were ordered to serve house arrest. All right, while extreme weather has moved out of Montana, the disaster there is far from over. Take a look. New video reveals the devastation inside Yellowstone. Floodwaters wiping out bridges, destroying miles of roads, and forcing more than 10,000 visitors out of America's oldest national park. Some entrances could be impassable for months, but the park is hoping to reopen the south entrance within weeks so that a limited number of visitors could be allowed in. All right, now to the hectic summer travel season with the next big holiday weekend, the 4th of July, fast approaching. But a lot of folks know right now, air travel's already gotten off to a very rocky start. NBC's Tom Costello joins us now from Reagan National with a look at how airlines are trying to turn the beat around. Hey, Tom. 
You guys don't have a pilot's license, do you? Because they can <laughs> use you right now. The airlines, every airline says they are short on pilots right now, and it's going to take a while to fill those pilot seats. And so as a result, as we've reported, they've been trimming their schedules, sometimes parking planes. That's been a problem, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. The other issue, staffing issues. The sources are telling us the FAA is going to surge air traffic controllers, 30 of them, into Jacksonville to deal with a critical choke point right there in Florida as we're in the thick of the travel season. For Americans hoping to get away this summer, the 4th of July is the next big opportunity. But it's also traditionally one of the busiest times of the year to fly. And already, the season is off to a rough start. Just yesterday, 1,700 flight cancellations nationwide. At New York's LaGuardia Airport, 40% of outgoing flights canceled due to weather. It follows a very turbulent start to the summer travel season. At the end of the day, they've got to deliver. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg met with top airline execs late Thursday, telling them to avoid a repeat of the chaos on Memorial Day when airlines canceled 2,700 flights and to ensure smooth sailing for next month and beyond. The airlines got a lot of aid during the pandemic. You believe now they need to improve their performance. Look, uh, a lot of taxpayer funding went to the aviation sector to keep these airlines up and running. Now the demand is coming back. It's no small challenge to get up and running, but uh, I have uh, high expectations that the airlines will be able to meet that challenge. The airlines say they always strive to provide a safe and seamless journey. Nationally, passenger levels have rebounded this month to nearly 90% of pre-pandemic travel. And in Florida, an even bigger surge. All of the state's major airports surpassing 2019 figures. Meanwhile, airlines have struggled to meet demand with a severe pilot shortage, forcing many to trim their schedules and even ground planes. I sat on the floor and cried for a good 10 minutes because there is no answer. Polly Gupta says she feels defeated after her flight to bring her teenage son from New York to Florida for an international geography competition was canceled. No explanation from the airline. He's a brilliant student. He deserves to be there. If you're already at the airport and run into cancellations or delays, experts advise getting in line for a gate agent, while at the same time trying to call the airline. And check self-service tools in your airline's app to see if you've already been rebooked or if you should rebook yourself. You kind of have to be an octopus when you're dealing with these flight situations and you're at the airport. A lot of things to think about there, Tom. So with yeah. fewer flights, are the prices going up? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, if you've flown domestically over the last few, few weeks, you've seen it, right? We're up 30% year over year from 2019, I should say. 2019, pre-pandemic, up 30%, up 6% just since April. There are indications prices are starting to come down with the economy in, in a rough patch right now. But yeah, we've been paying a lot more. And oh, by the way, Secretary Buttigieg apparently told the airline CEOs yesterday he wants to see accountability. If they publish a schedule, if people buy tickets according to that schedule, they need to meet the schedule, period. He wants to see them do exactly that. And he wants to see them take care of customers when you do have cancellations and delays like we saw yesterday at LaGuardia, guys. Be nice to see that happen. All right, Tom, thank you so much. All right, up next, with much of the country baking under these extreme heat uh, temperatures, there are new concerns over the nation's power grid. Can it handle the extra demand this summer? Plus, a pre-Father's Day tradition that we absolutely love. Craig Allen Carson sharing a fun adventure. This time, they went to historic Coney Island.
They had some fun and some honest talk about their roles as dads, but first, these messages. Welcome back. This morning on In-Depth Today, growing concern surrounding the nation's power supply. Yeah, with the heat wave impacting so much the country, even before summer's peak, a report is warning parts of the Midwest and West and South could face potential for blackouts. Yeah, NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us from Dallas with more on that. Morgan, good morning to you. Yeah, guys, good morning. And it's no secret that a hot summer or a cold winter can absolutely put a strain on a power grid. But experts say the type of heat we're seeing combined with what's to come could leave cities and states that we once thought previously safe in the dark. This morning, the nation's power grid facing questions and a serious test. Blazing heat with more right behind it, pushing demand like never before. The risk that we're seeing across the system is higher than we've seen before. This map showing a risk for summer blackouts covering nearly two thirds of the entire country with the highest potential running from Minnesota to Louisiana. The warning comes as more cities in the Southwest are already on track to see their warmest June on record. Some providers double checking transmission lines, making sure equipment can handle the demand. Plus Mother Nature. I would say this year alone we have experienced three times the number of minor storms that we experienced in 2021. So climate change is real. We're feeling it and we're seeing the impacts of severe weather swings. Tamla Olivier is the COO of Pepco, which serves the Mid-Atlantic region. She says the power company is prepped for a summer surge by upgrading its infrastructure. We want people when they turn on their light switch, we want the lights to come on. In Indiana, severe storms creating a summer nightmare power outages as temperatures pushed into the 90s. No way of keeping keeping cool. No way. No way. We're closing. It's just too hot. Frontline responders feeling the heat too, with calls for heat stroke and exhaustion coming in before summers even officially started. When you saw the number of heat calls triple this year compared to last, yeah. what goes through your head? It's just going to put a weight on all the systems. All the systems I play between the fire department, police, and then of course the electric companies are going to have a hard time keeping up. Outside Austin, concerns over electricity, bringing Bill Caffarata serious flashbacks. We don't trust that the power is going to stay on. He welcomed quadruplets just days before the 2021 freeze knocked out power to millions. Even worse, the ice left the new parents stranded at home, unable to see their newborns all in neonatal care. He says his family plans to buy a generator but worries about others who don't have the means. Think about the family with a newborn baby. They just came home from the hospital and now they might not have air conditioning. And, you know, I have friends that lost elderly family members in the last freeze, and I don't want to see that if we were to lose power when it's hot. And experts say when it comes to reducing energy, it really is a team effort that starts with at least unplugging some of those appliances that you're not using during the day. Also consider weather stripping windows and doors and adding insulation to keep your home cooler when it's hot, hotter when it's cool. And worst case scenario, guys, consider investing in a generator mm -hmm. that could at least power maybe a refrigerator or an electric stove if you do lose power to keep important things going as you try to endure a potential blackout that all of us may indeed be facing this summer. Oh, Guys? With so much going on, that's the last thing yeah, people need right now. Say. Morgan, thank you. We hope that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the heat.
Brings us to you, Mr. Roker. Yeah, and, and guys, in fact, as, as Morgan intimated, today's climate, we take a look. Because of a warming planet, uh, since the 1950s, 74% of the United States are having longer heat waves today than they did 50 years ago. So, for example, San Antonio, a typical 95-degree day streak was 13 days in 1970, up to 35 days now on average in 2020. Miami, a typical 90-plus streak, 8 days in 1970, 2020, 26 days. And as we warm up, we're going to see more and more of this happening. For right now, we're looking at some severe storms firing up now, coming out of Missouri on into Illinois. 29 billion people at risk for severe weather, especially down through the southeast, damaging winds. Uh, good news is there's a low tornado risk. And for all the golfers out there, big, big weekend. U.S. Open, Brookline, Massachusetts, Friday. Today, showers and thunderstorms late in the day. Much cooler on Saturday and a little on the breezy side, 66, chance of showers on Sunday, and 62 degrees. And that's <laughs> <Yeah>. your list. <laughs> Thank you, Al yeah. Roker. Up next, a simple tweak that you can make to your bedtime routine to get a better night's rest, and it might just save your marriage in the process. Right after this. <laughs> anybody like our friends from the three stooges <laughs> who may have some issues sleeping in the same bed that's weird that's color corrected i'll yeah. get yeah. like better black and white I think. I yeah. all right so here's the deal whether you're snoring or tossing and turning or blanket hogging there's a new trick that can spare you maybe some future fights with your better half get this it doesn't involve taking any pills or sleeping in separate rooms this is called the scandinavian sleep method here's the gist you and your partner you still sleep in the same bed but you have your own comforters or oh, duvets. Oh. Studies have actually found that sleeping with the same blanket yeah. can result yes. can, in, in, in a more interrupted sleep as much as 30%. So the logic here is that you're less likely to be woken up by your partner if you're sleeping with your own yeah, duvet or your own comforter. That's so smart. I think so too. Well, totally, totally, totally against this. Why? It Why? is against everything about marriage and like having a partner. <laughs> it's mean? all about compromise and sharing. Also, how do you snuggle in that? How do you oh. how, how do you have a wife that cuddle? wants to snuggle? <laughs> how do you cuddle? That, that's a good point. That's a good I, point let me say too. That I was served my sleep divorce papers a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's the best thing that ever happened to us. We both admittedly slept be better apart. Yeah. Uh -huh. But now we've reconciled a little bit, so we're just sleep separated. So some nights I'm in the bed, some nights I'm on the couch or in the guest room. This is sounds like I really worth trying. I agree. Because you have independence, you but you both special yeah, but how, how do you make your moves? You're, you're, you're wrapped up, she's wrapped up. How do you, how you go? Well, that's the problem. If you're wrapped up and you move but, to like check the phone or something, yeah. or, but he's or talking about what how about you make the your mood? mood. What about the mood? Yeah, he's how, about what mood? Set the mood. Everyone's in We're a sleeping bag. What are you newly Every, Everyone's in a sleeping bag. What are we doing? Mood. All right. <laughs> three All right. kids. <laughs> you got three kids. Things worked out okay for you. Stop. I think I'm gonna get served other papers. Coming up, Game of Thrones fans. We got a prequel that we're gonna sequel. We're gonna tell you all about in a little bit. Coming up on Popstar after this. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. 
flights, hotels, cars, transportation. It's all right there. With one travel, you can book online via app or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.